Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Power Within podcast. I'm your host, Lori. Today, I am really proud to have my good friend Chelsea on the show. Chelsea is an incredible woman. She is driven and she is very successful and she, you know, she really embraces life. She loves to get out there and travel and and explore the world and all of the wonderful things in it and embrace different cultures. Uh, She has worked really hard to put herself through school and become a nurse. She owns her own home. She's only in her 20s. She is a single, independent, wonderful lady. So I am so proud that she would come on the show and talk to me um, and share this conversation with you guys on all the things that she, you know, really enjoys about life and doing. And she's working really, really hard on her health and her fitness and getting herself where she wants to be. And so we have a great conversation around that and and on weight and, you know, um, not obsessing over scales and just embracing that losing the weight and, and, and being proud of what you're doing. So I'm so excited to have her on. I'm so excited to share this with you guys. And I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. All right, here we go. Hey, Chelsea, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on and so blessed to have you on today. You're, you're such a wonderful person and I'm so thankful you came in. Hello, thank you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted to have you on the podcast because you are someone who has inspired me for a long time. You're very driven. You are 27 years old and you are a nurse. You own your own home. You travel. You take care of yourself like you. You really inspire me every day with all the things that you do. So I want to talk a little bit about um, nursing and how you got into wanting to be a nurse. So can you share a little bit of the backstory? What was your passion of wanting to be a nurse? Um, honestly, I feel like, well, for the most part, for most of my life, I've wanted to be a nurse. Um, there was a short period when I was growing up that I wanted to be a teacher. And I went all out and even got like the little, you know, those overhead projectors that you could ride on. And I was all about it, (laughs) but for the most part, I was all about nursing. And I think it like really started um, in 2006, like when my grandma was in the nursing home and it was kind of like her final days. And so, I don't know, I just saw like the nurses around there and it wasn't, I think that was just like what clicked. I was like, oh, look at all these people. Like they're just like taking care of like, so um, that's the word like um, selflessly taking care of these people like they don't I mean they're just coming here taking care of other people's families spending more than half of their day like with someone else's family taking care of them and they're like so kind and just like at the the time you're just seeing like the outside of it but I was like wow I was like in that moment I was like that's I want to be a nurse and then as I like started learning more about it I was like there are so many areas that I could go into and that made me want to do it even more because it was so like um, versatile like there was not it wasn't just being on the floor in a hospital there's and especially now post COVID there's so many things that you can do that's not just in the hospital yeah and and like with with you you were you were like I want to do this and you worked really hard I remember you used to be up really late at night working working hard (laughs) to get those papers done get everything done and then you would always be like oh I'm gonna volunteer when they would do stuff when they'd need people to come in and and do surgeries and things like that so can you when you just talked about how there's so many different things that nurses can do can you talk a little bit about that Mm -hmm. and some of the things that you've been able to do Mm -hmm. so just well, in nursing school, um, we would do the basic things. We would go to work on a floor. So there's your regular, like, med surge floor, which is just um, people who come in and who are sick with, like, pneumonia and maybe they're post-surgery, like, post-elective surgery, um, things like that. Um, now would be, like, COVID, but there's also, like, ICU, which is just more intensive, like, obviously intensive care, ICU, huh? um, for more, like, patients that are a lot more sick, septic, and things like that. Then you move on to, like, your, um, <clears throat> there's psych, there's psych floors, there's pediatric floors, there's women and children's, which is not just for, like, labor and delivery, but it can involve, um, patients who are, like, under a certain age that just need to be taken, like, care of a little bit differently and then have different access to things that a normal floor wouldn't have. Um, there's surgery, 
there's recovery, which is your PACU. There's same-day surgery or pre-op, pre-op, which is where they get you ready for surgery. And if you're um, going home that day, after recovery, you'll go back to those nurses. There's, um, gosh, there's so many things. Um, there's your home health nurses who go into the home. If you're, like, sick but you're maybe not so sick that you're still able to take care of yourself to an extent, but you can have a nurse come in maybe some of the day to give you your medicine, check on you, um, just make sure maybe your meals are ready, just little things that you're just not quite able to get to. There's actual nursing home where you're in a facility. <clears throat> There's rehabilitation nurses. Um, now post-COVID, one of my friends actually works for a place, um, which is like, it's giving family members access to um, help take care of their loved ones at home. So instead of having a nurse come in and take care of um, the patients, they help the family members like get the tools and the education and all that to be able to take care of their own family at home instead of having someone else come in. Um, so that, I mean, that's just like the tip of the iceberg of like all things nurses can do. There's flight nurses for um, like transporting and stuff. There's, and that requires a lot more education. I think like so many years of ICU and then another training, but that's, just, I know there's so many more things and I can talk, we could probably talk about it forever, but that's just like the tip of some things that nurses can do. And I've experienced in school just some of the floor nursing, which is not everyone. Everyone has their own thing. And I learned in school I did not want to do floor nursing <laughs> right away. And um, I just really liked surgery, and that's what I was drawn to. And I loved – I did love, you know, the experiences that we got to do out in the community when we went on trips. But for the most part, it's always been surgery, and that's where I've been since I graduated. That's awesome. That is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, you do, you had talked about wanting to do like traveling nurses. Now you're, you're big into like travel things. So, um, so I want to, I'll kind of shift into that right now. You've actually done a lot of traveling and you have gone to Paris and London, all of the U S you've done multiple conventions. You've gone to Belize, Costa Rica. Um, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about the benefits that you find of traveling to different places. And I know that <clears throat> you went to Costa Rica and that was part mm-hmm. of a program that you did for school. And can you share a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Costa Rica was probably my first big, t- like right after high school, I went to Canada and I just had got like a card, not even the book and just to get us there. Cause we drove. Um, so that was like my first time out of the country, but my real like first time, flying out of the country was Costa Rica for, um, college. And it wasn't even part of nursing. It was just the Spanish class that was taught in English. And it was more of the, um, culture and really focused on the environment. And, uh, we learned, we learned all about it. It was taught by a, um, professor who had actually lived there for quite a few years and then had gone back and forth. But, um, we focused, it was like a nine day trip and we went all around, like, Costa Rica. We visited. We kind of just went all around the coast. And um, we learned about the ecosystem. That was what it was focused on, the animals, rainforest, cloud forest. And got to we got to plant a tree. I remember that one time. Um, just learning about um, all the animals. And I don't know, like, the cloud forest was probably my favorite thing because we started, I think, in a cloud forest. And there's, I forget how many now, there's only like, I mean, there's less than like 20, I feel like, cloud forests left in the world. I'd have to get that number, but can I, um, it would start into a... Can, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. For people who don't know what a cloud forest is, can you explain that a little bit? So cloud forests and a rainforest are very similar. Um, so like, I have to like look up the exact like technical terms, but a rainforest, it's just like deeper like into a cloud forest. Um, there's more rain. The um, It's just like a wetter environment. There's probably different animals that live there. And it's at, I think, um, like a lower elevation. So the whole time we were kind of like walking down, as we started in the cloud forest, we would start at a higher elevation, more cloud coverage, just a light sprinkle of rain, <laughs> very little rain at all. And then you just, we would walk down steps slowly. You don't even feel like you're going down. And then eventually you're into a deeper part of the rainforest. Um, where it's like actually a steady rain the entire time. It was just like such a crazy experience to like be in that and to see that like change in 
um, like altitude and just the weather that happens there and the kind of like plants and animals that you see in such it's the trees like unreal like it's just you can't even compare like the size of these trees um it, it was just a cool experience and just getting to see like I was real I mean I'm still big into the environment but at that time I was so like into it and wanting to know more as much as I could and getting to experience that like for nine days and see all the different types of climates that are in Costa Rica it was it was amazing now you just talked a little bit about how you were you know very into like environment stuff and and I know you you did and I want to talk about that like because I know that that was a passion of yours for a while and Mm -hmm. I I know that you still care about it too um because you 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 used to volunteer for um ISF and Ian did a lot of stuff with with that um and Mm -hmm. then you also did the the Paul Wesley creature features I I remember that because when you and I went to Mm -hmm. Alberta Canada when we were going through Banff yeah. They have those, um, uh, so to make it safer for the animals across the highway, mm-hmm. there's those covered yes. um, bridges, and they're all covered in mm-hmm. beautiful, um, like, moss and plants and trees so that mm-hmm. the, the animals can cross safely. And you you were like, I got to yeah. get a picture of that because I want to <laughs> use that for the creature yeah. feature. So, <laughs> um, so for, like all those type of things. How did you get into wanting to learn more about animals and the environment and, and, and do like your trip for Costa Rica to learn more? Is that something you always wanted to do when you were younger or is that just something you were like, this is really cool. I want to learn more about this. Um, I mean, animals have always, I've just always loved animals. And as I like got older, I started to learn about um, the treatment of how some animals are and like some governments and how things what are happening to some animals and so I think I just became more interested in it I wasn't something I was always like oh yeah like this is like you know but I think it was just something that I like grew into and just grew like more like curious about like wanting to know more wanting to experience more and then animals are always my passion like still to this day like I'll rescue any animal if I could but my mom would kill me (laughs) but um the like the environment though I think I just I, I've just always had a little bit of curiosity and then um, getting to like becoming a fan of like Ian Summerholder when I like younger and then just working through it and starting to volunteer for ISF it just like I don't know like uh, uh, the word I'm looking for but it really just made me more passionate about it because I was learning so much more I had all these people around me that were so passionate and had so much knowledge about the environment and animals and I was just like, wow, like, and just learning about it, and I had access to so much of it, I just, there was so much knowledge that was being filled, and I just, I just became so passionate about it. Yeah. It, and it, I ran with it. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, um, I know that that's something that as, as, as I've grown, I've also gotten really into, I know Ian was part of the Kiss the Ground documentary mm-hmm. that was really good on, like, all the soils and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. Um, and, um, on to the like uh travel portion again sorry mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna switch yeah. back back to that because you do um you have traveled a lot and that's been uh kind of a passion of yours to explore the world you want to talk a little bit about how like going to different places i know we did mention some of them and i know that you do have a trip coming up here in the end of summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know yep. now now you have to plan a little bit more when you want to take trips because of all mm-hmm. the, the circumstances. But, um, yep. you know, before you used to be like, oh, I'm going to go to Disney this weekend and be gone. So <laughs> can, can you talk about how, like, you find for your life uh, that traveling and being in different cultures or tra- even traveling within the U.S. and not maybe being in different cultures, but how that has benefited you and what benefits you find that, you get out of life by exploring new places yeah um so it does seem like I travel a lot (laughs) I feel I mean I probably do I am definitely blessed with being able to um travel as much as I do and uh I wish that I I, when I'm not traveling I feel like I want to I'm like man when's our next trip I need to book another trip let's go on a like random weekend trip somewhere because I always want to be gone, and I have so many, like, trips planned, and I'm like, you're going somewhere already, but um, going to new places and exploring, like, seeing new people and interacting with different cultures, even if it's, there's so many different cultures just even within the United States that we can experience, and that's one thing that 
I'm like guilty about is I've not experienced very much the United States. And that's like one thing that I want to start doing is instead of, I mean, I haven't really even traveled to that many countries, but I want to try to spend more time in my own country um, learning about it because there's so much history here. But with each like place that I travel to, um, the language barrier always scares me a little bit because I, I mean, I would just speak English and I've started learning a few phrases like in French just because my cousin lives over there and I want to, that's where we went a couple of years ago pre-COVID and that's where we're going back um, in November. <clears throat> and I just want to be able to learn some phrases just out of like respect and like, you know, for the people there in France, like just try to like learn their language and try to be, you know, one with them. Um, but that's just something like everywhere I go, I see like pretty much we're all like the same. Like we all have the same passions and the same fears and the same like wants and stuff, just different levels of it. And um, getting to see like just these different people experiencing the same things that we go through every day, but in a completely different way is just like really like, like warms your heart. Cause you're just kind of like, even when you feel like you're so little in this like big world, it's just, we're all one. And it's, I don't know, it just getting to see that like in a different country I don't really know how to describe it, but every time I've gone to a different country, I always take something away, and I always feel a little sad to leave because just, like, when I went to, or, yeah, when I went to Belize, it was more nursing-focused, but we got to see, like, these kids, you know, in these, like, schools and stuff, and they're, like, it's a completely different atmosphere than what we're used to in our elementaries, but they're learning, and they're having fun, they don't know anything different, but being able to take away, like, we should be grateful for what we have because some people don't have what we have, but they don't know any different and they're taking away exactly what we would take away from our experience if not more and they're like respecting it so much more and it just teaches you to like have so much respect and be grateful for what you have um in every situation like even if it was just like going to Canada or going to France like on pleasure rather than like part of school it's always taught me something about appreciation for a different area or a different person I love that, actually, what you just said, because, you know, so much of the time everyone is chasing like, oh, these people live this type of life. And especially I think, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's way more prevalent now with social media because you do see everyone's yeah. highlight reels. But yeah, I remember, you know, being younger before social media was prevalent and you found joy because you didn't know mm -hmm. you didn't know what everybody else had and where you just said yeah. that like mm -hmm. when you went to Belize and, and the kids didn't have much but they were having so much fun when you really mm -hmm. stay present and stay in those moments and go well you know the material things don't matter in life because they really no. don't every you know what everything can be replaced in life except for time that's it yeah. and you know so I love that you you said that that's actually one of my favorite things that I've heard you say is is talking about that because so much we're so many times we're not grateful for the things that we do have and for the small things and I think yeah. that to hear you say it's that little appreciation of watching the kids and seeing how little they had but how mm -hmm. happy they were that's great yeah. and I think something that we could all benefit with in our own lives yeah and we forget like like you said like the majority of people are just putting out the highlight reels of their life they're not putting out the bad stuff the, the days that are a little hard but still a little good like they're only putting out the things that are like making them so happy and the things that are like so blessed in their life like they're not putting the really hard moments on their Facebook stories and I'm guilty of this like I mean I put things out there because I want to put things out there and I and I do it because I like to but then my my bad habit is I like once I post a story and I don't know why I do I don't, like, really know why I do this. I don't really know why I care. But then I, like, scroll up. I'm like, oh, who saw my story? Like, why do I care? Because I clearly posted this because I wanted to. And I wanted people to see, like, this awesome thing that I want to share. But then I'm like, well, who saw it? Like, why do I care? Like, I've got to get used to, like, not caring about that. <laughs> so we're all guilty of that. But it is. It's just, like, one big highlight reel that we have got to <laughs> stop doing. Yeah. I, um, you know... Uh, Chad and I were talking about this when he came on too about the mm -hmm. you know about social media and, and this type of stuff and mm -hmm. he essentially said I think I'll kind of wrap it up he was like you know 
what's the trade-off? Am I going to, you know, lose time with my kids, my family, living my life to be on social media? And Mm -hmm. um, he's like, I won't do that. You know, uh, I think that was kind of the gist of what he said. And even for me, like I used to, actually we all used to, you know, be online 24-7 posting everything. (laughs) And now I'm like, you know, I'll go on and I'll post like, you know, my hiking or my gardening or Mm -hmm. like things. I typically try to find now that I'll use social media for things that I think could maybe um, serve and support people better versus, Mm -hmm. oh, look at what I'm doing. You know, um, although it it is Mm -hmm. fun to share, you know, some of the exciting things in life um, with people as well, you know. Um, And you definitely should do that. It's just be like, be like aware of why you're doing it yourself rather than, you know. Yeah, like more of a, this is an exciting moment for me in my life versus, oh, I want to put this out here so that everyone can see what I did type of thing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. I love, I love that you talked about that. Um, something else that I'd love to talk to you about is um, health and fitness. Now mm-hmm. I know that this is something that you have taken a, um, big initiative to work on in the past year or two Mm -hmm. and you've done great you've lost a lot of weight um can you share a little bit about your journey um why you wanted to start working on being like being healthier eating healthier Mm -hmm. and how has it made you feel since you started that Mm -hmm. um so I think I've always like just I've always struggled with my weight I've always wanted to like well at least for as long as I can remember I've always like been trying to lose some type of weight, you know, and I used to think, and I think this can happen with a lot of us, like, oh, I was so big back then, and then you look now, and you're like, no, like, you weren't really, but that's just, like, that, like, mindset, or maybe how culture has, like, told us, like, okay, this is not the, the normal, or whatever, but it really was, so I think I've always just struggled with, like, I need to, like, lose a little bit, or I'd like to lose, you know, like, 10 pounds here and there, whatever, and I think um, when it really started was maybe a year and a half ago, um, all these like trend diets I've tried them all I've tried I tried keto I tried you know this that like I even did like vegetarian for a while and the vegetarian was more not for weight it was just to see if I could do it and to help the environment <laughs> and so did that for like a year and a half but um I think it really like the weight focused and just trying to not even so much weight it was weight to begin with and now it's become more of a just feeling healthier and not so much about the dropping the pounds, but just, like, being a healthier me. That started, like, a year and a half ago. And it really just started with another fad diet, like, whatever this. And then I was like, you know, this isn't working. And one of my friends was like, well, let's try Weight Watchers. And I was like, okay. And I didn't want to pay for it, but we had, like, a free, like, so many things. So I was like, well, I'll try it. Um, and then you only have to pay for certain months after that. And it's not that much. I'll just give it a shot. What, like, what's the harm? And this is the first one that I had actually, like, really committed to and paid money and I thought well if I commit myself in this way then maybe I'll be more focused to actually like write things down and actually follow through because I'm being tracked and I'm paying for this so why you know why would I want to waste my money and so I really just started out with um, no exercise just focusing on their plans and what I put into my body and I dropped almost half of my weight just in the first like six months just like the total of what I've not half my weight, but the total of what I've lost in the past year, just by what I put into my body, it's 80% of what you put into your body and 20% exercise. Um, and I do believe that I didn't at first. I'm like, Oh, come on, really? No, it really is what you put into your body. Um, and I, and I can attest to that for this first six months, like half of it was gone pretty fast just from really watching like the amounts and the types of foods. And then I started adding in, like a little bit of walking, a little bit of exercise. And then I got pretty serious and I was going to the gym, you know, three to five days a week and just really trying to get serious about like weightlifting and things like that. And it just started to drop a little bit more and that's slowed down since then. Like it's been a year, um, a year and a couple months and I've lost like 40 pounds, which to me at, when I say that sometimes I'm like, Oh, that doesn't seem like a lot. But then I watch these videos of these people like with those like, um, like fat gel things that say, Oh, this is five pounds. This is, it's a lot. That's a lot of weight. And like, even like five to 10 pounds, that's a lot. And no matter what, you should feel proud of how much you've lost. Because if you look at it, like, in a physical form, it's a lot. And so I have to keep thinking about that. um, Because it has slowed down. And I've gotten a little lax with it. Um, 
but it's really just like that's what got me started and then it was about the weight like I said but now it's just become when I got in the gym and I started doing more like um, uniform things with one of my friends who used to be a trainer I started feeling like stronger and healthier when I would do like squats with the bar and I'm like wow like I'm like squatting this weight and then afterward you'd be so sore but then like a week later you're like I feel so strong and her like husband was saying the same thing like you can't come into the gym with the mindset of oh I want to get rid of my chicken wing because (laughs) if you're focused on (laughs) if you don't know what that is it's a skin under your arm where your bicep is Um, but I wouldn't that was like one thing I was like oh I just want to get rid of this this is like my insecurity and he's like no like you can't come into the gym with that mindset of oh I want to get rid of this because that's like a very long-term goal and it'll happen eventually but like when you come in with that mindset of, I want to get rid of this or I want a smaller waist or I want to get rid of my double chin or I want to do this these longer term goals and you come into the gym and you don't see those results right away because we're creatures of like you know we're creatures of how we want to see instant results it's not going to happen and so you're not seeing those results and then you're going to get defeated and then you're going to give up and then there's that vicious cycle again but he goes if you come into the gym saying this week I want to lift this weight or this week I want to go a quarter of a mile more or this way I want to you know do one more set of this or one more rep of this and you just come in with the mindset of I want to be a little bit stronger and a little bit healthier you're going to feel that and then that's going to give you the motivation to keep coming back because you just want to have that feeling and then eventually you'll get rid of your chicken wing and eventually all these things. I've started noticing things like my legs look different. Like I looked more toned in certain areas. I have a long way to go, but I've noticed some of those things. I'm like, I wasn't even trying to really work on that. I was just, I felt healthier and stronger and I kept working on that. And those things came eventually. And that motivated me so much to like, and people obviously telling you like, Oh, you look so good. Like, wow. Like I'm like, well, I haven't really dropped any, but like, I think that, I've lost inches and it's just like those little things and it's it really is it's just about like your long-term goals like feeling stronger healthier and those other things will come yeah and I loved how you talked about like where he said you know do short term to because people will quit if they go in and I know that that was Mm -hmm. something when I first started working out years ago I'd be like Mm -hmm. I want to be skinny and then I would go to the Mm -hmm. gym and I would work and I'd work so hard and I wouldn't get mm-hmm. those results and I'd quit. And I've learned now mm-hmm. like the different phases to go through. And one of the things that I think is so important is so many people go, I want to lose this amount of weight. And mm-hmm. so they focus on that scale. But the problem yeah. with that is, is as you work out, and I'm sure this is something that you've seen, um, you know, if you're focusing on, oh, I want to get to this weight as you're working out, you're going to build muscle and muscle weighs more than Mm -hmm. fat. So then you start like either gaining weight or it's not coming down and people get defeated. And so one of the things that I love, and this is something that I've, you know, I've incorporated as well is I'm not, I don't even, I won't look at scales now. Um, I I just Mm -hmm. say, you know what? I want to go out. I want to do this and um, finding fun in it too. You know, like, mm-hmm. I know I just started doing um, the Top Gun fun run thing. And so yeah. I already did the 25 miles and walking. But I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I want to challenge myself. This is a fun run. I know it says walk, but it's a fun run. So I've actually spent the last week doing, like, running. But, I, you know, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not continuous at this point. I, I'm getting there. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I, I'm finding fun in it. And then I'm, I come home and I'm like, oh, I feel really good. Like running makes you feel mm-hmm. really, really good. So I love that, you know, you don't look at like the scale portion because that's so important mm-hmm. because people will get defeated. And then like you had talked about it, um, when you were just talking about, you know, y- you kind of hit a plateau. So can you talk mm-hmm. about when you hit a plateau and mm-hmm. not quitting, how, how you do that? Yeah, um, I think my biggest thing is I like to, I don't like to do things alone. (laughs) I always want to do something with someone else. It's very hard for me to motivate myself alone, like pretty much to do, not everything, but a lot of things. And when I started this journey, not the very, when I started this journey, I started with someone on Weight Watchers and we were kind of holding ourselves accountable. And she kind of eventually, not like, not super quick, but eventually kind of like, haltered off of that and found her own course and what works for her but I was like well this is really working for me so I want to stick with it and I did 
and then I was trying to still like work out with her and like walk and do different things like that and then it kind of transitioned into me working out with my coworker who used to be a trainer and she had us in the gym like four days a week maybe three three to three to five that we would be doing individualized back day shoulder day back and shoulder day chest day we would do total body we would do legs like and it was like uniform so I was like structure and I liked I found myself actually really liking going to the gym I thought I would never like going to the gym (laughs) and then shortly after we started working out she found out she was pregnant (laughs) and uh she like but she is a beast she worked out until she was like seven and a half months and she was but she was used to that like she was she had a higher you know like um starting point than I ever did and so she was used to that and she was like squatting and like she was talking to her doctor, which her doctor was also a gym rat, and so he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Go until you feel like you're, you know, you're go until you can listen to your own body." And she really did seven and a half months, and that was good. We were we were, we were great, and there would be some things that we would have to modify, but um, or just not do all together. But she's assured me when she gets back, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> she's like, "I'm so excited for this," but when she stopped going to the gym is when I plateaued a little bit just, and it's really just recently, like it's only been like a month, month and a half. Um, when I kind of, I think it was like right when I went on vacation and I got off it a little bit cause I wanted to have fun. I didn't want to like count my, like, I didn't want to count all my things in the Weight Watchers app. I just wanted to have fun, but I knew within reason I did have fun, but I didn't count anything. I just didn't go crazy. Like I normally would have, but that's kind of when I started plateauing and then I got back and she, the weather got warmer and we wanted to be outside. We didn't want to be in the sweaty, hot, humid gym. And, um, but then I, like I said, like to do things with people. And so counting on other people to find their schedule and when they can do things and when I can do things, it just wasn't lining up. And so I was like, so now I just wouldn't go or I would do something else, but it wouldn't be as good as it was. And I just, that was my problem. And it still is like, I'm still trying to find what works for me to get back on track while she's, she just had her baby. And so um, like literally last night and so she will be gone for a while but it's just me trying to get like do something fun to make it fun because I'm not going to be like when she gets back we'll be in the gym again and we're going to be more focused and I'm so excited which I still can't believe I'm so excited to get into the gym <laughs> but right now I'm just doing fun classes like cardio boxing and um, which is like a total body experience and it's like twice a week three times a week if you go to a, like another weekend class and just doing something to keep me like active for most of the week. So I'll do like cardio boxing or my plan is to do that two days a week and then Zumba. It's just a class. It's not like in the gym like we were, but it's going to keep me on a schedule and keep me consistent. And that's just going to get me back in there a little bit into the groove. And it goes hand in hand. Like if you're working out, which you don't have to always work out, but if you're working out, it makes you want to eat better. And if you eat better, it makes you want to work out. So they just kind of go back and forth. And I'm trying to get back on that track of like, okay, now I'm working out. Now I need to work on my food and I'm working on my food, and I need to get doing something active. Um, <clears throat> so it's still a work in progress, and I think it will be for most of the summer because we just want to be – like the summer I thought would be better for me because I want to be outside more, which I do, but I'm not wanting to be as consistent with my classes and my, like, gym time. So it's just finding what's fun and what works for me to keep me on track a little bit. So Yeah, yeah, and I think that, like, the summer months are, are always, like, a good – you know, I'm not a huge like gym person. I have a lot of mm-hmm. like like stuff that I'll do home, but I I like to be outdoors more. And even like I've picked up like I do hiking in the winter and things like mm-hmm. that now. And yeah. because for me, I find see I'm opposite from you. Um, I I don't have a lot of people around to go and mm-hmm. you know exercise with and stuff. So for me, I have to find that motivation for myself. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I had shared with someone before there's a, a meme and this guy's out hiking with his girlfriend or whatever. And he's like, this is what happens on the hike. And it's literally him dragging the girl, um, <laughs> up the thing. And then he's like, and this is what she posts. And it's a picture of her, like on top of the mountain, you know, with her, her you know, la- smiling. And that's real though. Like I, I struggle sometimes and you know, I'll sit there and I'll watch like groups of people go by me and 
I'll be like, you need to go. And I'm like, you know, and they'll be, it's like the, the devil on the shoulder. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm going to quit. No, keep going. You know? So mm-hmm. I finally, you know, I'll eventually just get up off the rock and keep going because, you know, I, mm-hmm. I know I'll feel better at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so, it's so important to find those, I think those balances. And I think in the summertime, it's great because you can be outdoors and there's, you know, even if you're not running or you know doing mad physical work i mean you can you you can go for walks you can go for hikes you can you know you can if you got kids you can chase the kids around the parks and so it there's all kinds of little outdoor things and i think that Mm -hmm. incorporating nature as your playground i think Mm -hmm. it makes makes it more fun and makes people want to get out and do it more yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you also did, you did something that I actually liked um, that you had shared. Um, and it was kind of, you, you did different things where you took out for a month um, items um, when you were starting. I remember, I want to say it was a couple months ago. And you were like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go like a month without having this in my diet. Or I'm going to go a month oh, without. Oh, gosh, yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? Because that did <laughs> oh, work for gosh. you. It did. It did. It was so hard. <laughs> I was trying to think of like what you were talking about, and then I remember we did this challenge. It was with the YMCA. It was one of the instructors did like um, I forget what month it was, but we did two thousand twenty two lunges, and I did it. And lunges are hard, and if you're not doing them properly, you can hurt yourself. So definitely find a. And there's so many different forms of lunges. By the way, if you want to do them, you don't have to just do a traditional one. You can do a side lunge. You can do a curtsy. There's so make sure you know the right form and what's comfortable for you. But I did all kinds of forms of lunges and that was, it was in a month. It was like 30 days and you had like, they had a calendar and they had everything broken down. It was like, I forget how many lunges a day or if you did more, you know, however you just get to the 2022. Um, and it was also five no foods. (laughs) It was, if I can remember them, it was no chocolate, no chips, no donuts, no ice cream and something else. No pizza no pizza that made me so sad there was a five no I thought I'm not gonna have any problems with like donuts or chocolate because I'm not like I mean I like sweets but I'm not like oh I must have this every day or like once a week like that wasn't a problem and then chips I'm like oh chips aren't gonna be hard you know I don't eat that many potato chips but I'm like tortilla chips at a Mexican restaurant oh no (laughs) like the day I started it we went to a Mexican restaurant and I sat there and did not eat any chips and cheese or salsa. That was a sad day. But I did it, and I'm like, oh, gosh, this was so hard. And then the pizza, I think, was the hardest. But I did that, and I was, and I only did it for a month, and it really, the biggest thing that it showed me was how much of, you don't think that you eat this, these many of these things, because maybe you're just eating a little bit of them, like, multiple times a week or, you know, whatever. It showed me how much you actually eat of these, like, foods. You're like, no, I'm not going to have a problem with this. No. Like, tortilla chips. Like, that's a chip. And someone could argue, no, is that really? It's a tortilla. I'm like, it's a chip. It's a fried tortilla. Like, <laughs> so I was like, I can't count it like that. So it really just showed me, like, I didn't feel like I ate that much pizza. And I probably really don't. But I realized how much I craved it and how much I would be like, oh, like, on a Friday, let's, let's go get it or whatever. Um or let's do this or you know so it really did show me how much I ate of those things and how like bad they are for you and I like I I don't know if I noticed like a huge difference with like the food like feel like feeling wise because it was only a month um but I did like I mean I did because I didn't eat a ton of them I didn't eat like that all of those things every single day so I didn't feel like I was oh I have more energy because I'm not eating like the donuts or the sugar or all this it just really showed me like how much just like I said, like how much we actually eat of these things. Like we feel like we have so much control, but like when we go to sit down at the Mexican restaurant, how many chips are you really eating? You're just sitting there like waiting for your food and you're just not even like probably on your phone or talking and you just like put them in. You don't even really think about it until you can't have them or you're trying to challenge yourself not to have them. Um, so it was, it was like a hard month, but because we do a lot of like pitch-ins at work or we did, or we have like reps bring us food and I'm like, like pizza and chips. I'm like, why but it was okay it just made me think more like okay what could I eat in replace of this that would still give me like a full meal or you know something different like a a, a nice little side instead of this you know with a burrito instead of chips and salsa what could I have instead or maybe I don't even need that maybe just eat the burrito and see how you feel like you don't need the chips like that's really going to fill you up and it's not like a good form of 
any kind of like form of protein or any kind of you know good food to put in you if that's all you're putting in for the meal um so it was hard but and I at the end of the month though I did I did have pizza I was like on the, I waited a whole extra week because I, we had planned like a pizza party at one of our doctor's houses and I was like pizza party <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> I waited a whole extra week and I had some pizza but you know so what good. That's important, though, to do, because a lot of people, what what ends up happening, and I know that this was something that happened to me, too. Like, when I first started, like, trying to lose weight, I would have, like, a yogurt for breakfast. I would cook a dry piece of, that was when I was still eating, um, like, the animal products. I've cut that out now. But I used to have a dry yeah. piece of chicken, and I would, like, I'd put water on the bottom of the pan, and I'd, and I'd, um, and I'd put it in and bake it, and that was it. So I would have all these things. So, but I was like, all I could think about was, I want pizza. I want pizza. I want pizza. So then, I would be like, okay, well, I can have a cheat day, and I would go out of control. Mm -hmm. Like I would go order a yeah. large pizza, and I would mm -hmm. eat the whole thing all by myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's really important for people to realize too, especially if it's with foods that you know that you love. Yeah. Um, you know, it only takes a couple weeks if you start cutting those things out mm -hmm. and then you, you know, it kind of becomes habit because you, like you said, you start to feel better and you'll, yeah. you'll notice those changes. So you can, you can go, okay, well, I'm going to try another week. But if you really mm -hmm. feel like you want to try these things or have these yeah. things go, okay, you know what? I can have pizza. I'll have it mm -hmm. not every day, not every week, but you mm -hmm. know, maybe once or twice a month and, but I can have one or two pieces versus shoving an entire large pizza in my face and <laughs> yeah. that that's so important for people to to realize too is that yeah. you can eat in moderation mm -hmm. and that's one thing that's that Weight Watchers is like I didn't mention that had really taught me that's like the biggest thing that like because all these fad diets it's like cutting something completely out of your life and never having it again and then when you stop doing that because you're like okay I think I've learned I think I'm good and you think I you think you can do it with a moderation and then you you bring those things back and you you eat more of them than you want to then it's it all comes back but Weight Watchers has taught me that you don't have to cut these things out of your life you just need to learn to do everything within moderation like you can still have you know the foods that you want and you can still anything you want you can still have ice cream you can still have cake but you just need to think okay if I'm gonna have cake maybe I won't have like this piece of bread as my side or I won't have a roll before like if you go to like Texas Roadhouse you won't, if you're going to have like a dessert later, you won't have the rolls before your, your food or whatever. Or maybe instead of fries, I'll have a salad. Just learning to put those healthier options so that way you can ha you can enjoy your cake later and not have to worry about it. Because like, you are like, you're making these other decisions that are going to be better. Like, so, like, you know what I said, like the fries and salad instead of the fries. And then I can have that chocolate cake later. But I'm not going to do that every day because you're not going to want to do that every day once you've you've like um satisfied that craving then you're like okay now the next day i'm like really feeling like i'm good i want to do this but if you're constantly cutting the cake out and constantly doing all of that you're gonna get so bored and you're gonna get so like i don't want to do this anymore i want to enjoy these things when i go to a party or i want to do this you can do that you just have to learn to like do it within moderation or make some other healthier choices instead you don't have to completely unless like you need to like cut all those things out completely for like health reasons or just because you want to but like do it within moderation so that way you're not completely disheartened and then like then you just give up altogether. So. Yeah. Yeah, because when you when mm. you when you hit those plateaus and things like that, mm. when when you that's when I, I find I used mm. to be like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to go have pizza cuz I'm bum cuz I can't get through something." And mm -hmm then it would be okay well now I've had that bad day and I'm not losing weight anyway so you know what I'm gonna have it again the next day and yeah because, exactly because from yeah like for me pizza was I literally ate pizza every single day of the week that was all I ate once I stopped yeah. eating like animal products and it packed on the pounds yeah. quick but and that's, yeah just because you're not eating meat or like not eating a certain type of cheese you're like oh well, I, I'm doing fine because I'm not eating this yeah but all that bread and all that you're eating like too much of it's yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, it, it puts it on too much. And, and that's like, it's it's so important for that, you know, that moderation um, to mm -hmm. to be incorporated in there and to, and yeah. to, you know, indulge and allow yourself to have things. And mm -hmm. I, um, like, I love that. Now, you know, it's, it's funny, because I'll have people who ask me different questions ab about different things, because I'll share a lot. And 
you have to understand where people are in their journey, though. You can't just mm -hmm. go, oh, okay, you know what, I've been doing this for five years, and then try and give people five-year advice, because it doesn't work. You have to, you yeah. have to, you know, if people are in the beginning, you have to understand mm -hmm. that and say, hey, try this, do this. And yeah. so I think it's, I think it's so important for people to realize where they are in their journey, and to, like, when you were talking in the beginning, going, oh, well, I didn't realize, you know, 40 pounds doesn't seem like a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. You know, and, and it is, and, and we'll look at it and go, oh, I look at a picture of myself from a, yeah. a year or so ago, oh, and, yes. and I'm, I'm critical of that, and I'm like, yeah. I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm like, I yeah. don't look at, you know, now I do, but I, before mm -hmm. I was looking at it going, I, I'm just not where I want to be, I'm, I'm, I suck, you know, and it's so important yeah. to celebrate your yes. achievements. Yeah, and I've kind of done, I've done a little bit of that, like, I am still, like, when I'm just focusing on just the most recent pictures, I'm like, I'm not quite where I want to be because you get used to that and you get used to like what you're seeing. So I went back and I tried to find pictures that I had posted on Facebook from like five, six, seven years ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was, I told my mom one day, I was like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I was so embarrassed. I said, I need to take this photo down. I'm like, no, you're not going to take this photo down because in 10 years or so from this point, you're going to want to look back and be like, look where I was at and look at all of this work that I've done and then see where I'm at now because even just in the last year and a half I can tell such a difference and when I look at those pictures it motivates me so much just in the look and I know you shouldn't it shouldn't just be the looks that motivate you but knowing like what I've done and the progress that I've made and seeing that picture and seeing it can really it really can work it really can change you can really change your appearance too as well as your like health and your mental health and all that and the way you see yourself it like it really does work and so that it, keeps motivating me too when I find those pictures. It, and it does. Like, I think, like, you don't focus on the, it's not that you're focusing on the, the weight. It's, it's how you feel. And I, mm -hmm. what I do, there's a photo of me and I, I'm very critical of it. And I was a few hundred pounds and I look at it and I'll be like, you know, I used to say really awful things about myself when I'd look at it. Mm -hmm. And now I don't, because I, what I do is I look at it and go, Hey, look at how unhappy you are there. Like you, mm -hmm. you know, you weren't happy with yourself. You weren't happy with mm -hmm. your looks. You weren't happy with how you felt. Mm -hmm. So I use that photo as a gauge to go, Hey, when you feel like you want to go and go back down that road, look at that photo and go, exactly. this is where you've come. And not just mm -hmm. in a looks department, because a lot yeah. of times, you know, like when we do start to, you know, eat and put in that bad food, it's because we're mm -hmm. feeling down about ourselves or we're feeling negative or low mm -hmm. and so it's that comfort you know and mm -hmm. so I, I go uh, uh uh you weren't happy with yourself then and you're not going to be happy if you just dig right back in and go right back there so I think yeah. that that picture thing is important for that too yeah and that just kind of like that whole just little conversation just kind of gave me chills a little bit <laughs> because it is it's so like and that's like so motivating and like it does it makes me like it keeps me wanting to keep going like it is and like kind of off topic here but I wanted to say this earlier I didn't interrupt but that's what I admire so much about you is that you don't need like other people to motivate you to go out and go hiking or like whatever because I want to go hiking which I haven't really ever hiked I'd be like mm -hmm, I gotta go with somebody definitely mm -hmm. which I probably <laughs> would want to on my first try but especially doing the hikes that you do <laughs> I'm like sometimes I'm like she's gonna go do this in the winter what and I'm like don't die I'm like put your location on it <laughs> So I'm like, so I, I'm so like motivated and like, I love that you just go out on your own. Like you'll go do anything on your own. You don't need someone else to like go with you. And I'm like, gosh, I need to be more like that. Like just don't wait on other people to enjoy life. Like you only, like life is so short. You cannot wait on to do things that you want to do and that you love by waiting on someone else and that, and you don't. And I love no. that. So yeah, because you end up missing out on life when you do that. And and that's what I found is I was like, oh, I'm going to wait for this person to do that. And, and then I was like, I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm like, 10 years have gone by and now I haven't done yeah. anything. And, yeah. you know, like I actually just, um, that's something that I did. I have a, my birthday's coming up and I was, mm -hmm. I've been wanting to do a hot air balloon ride for a long Ooh. time, but I was always yeah. like, I want to wait until I, you know, I can do a romantic hot air balloon. <laughs> And so I found a place and I'm like, wait, hold on. We're not doing a romantic one. 
I'm going to do it myself. And if that happens down the line, great. So I just booked a, it's a sunrise. It's a three-hour sunrise um, hot air balloon ride that I'm doing on the morning of my birthday. So I have to be there at 4 o'clock in the morning. So oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. Four, that would be awesome. Four o'clock, yeah, I'll get up at three o'clock to do, that would be awesome. Oh. Yeah, and, but that's the thing, like, you don't want to wait for everybody else, because if you wait for, for every, if you're always waiting for other people in your life, you're never going to get to explore mm-hmm. it, and that's, you know, like, I used to be like, oh, I want to go hiking, anyone want to come with me? No, and then, I, and then it's it, and I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, nope, if I want to go somewhere, you know what, like, I'll be like, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm planning, like, national parks and things like that that mm-hmm. I want to go see, and, and, you know, mm-hmm. if, if there's trips that come up, I'm like, I'm going, people are like, you're going to go by yourself? I'm like, yeah, I don't care yeah you know that's one thing that I'm, I want like I said I want to do experience more like national parks and do all of that like there's so much in our own country that we can experience in our own backyard like we got to do it like do all you can yeah yep absolutely mm. well I'm so thankful for you coming on and having this conversation yeah. I've had a lot yeah, of fun absolutely. thank you for being here I did too and I had so much fun I'm glad we got to do this yeah me too and I'm glad that we'll get to see each other this year so yes four <laughs> months we only have four months <laughs> Yes, it'll be fun. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, Chelsea, she's a lot of fun and I really enjoy her. I'm so glad we got to become friends all years and years ago. I met her through social media and then we met each other at conventions and, you know, now uh, a group of us, we meet up and we just, we have a great friendship. We have a great um, relationship with each other and it's, it's so much fun to be able to have people who are surrounding me that inspire me, even if they're not local. And when we meet up, it's so special. So I'm so glad that I got to share a conversation with her, with you guys, so that you all could hear some great things and maybe be inspired to try some new stuff like she has and just get out there and travel and enjoy life. Um, That's really important, especially now, you know, um, life goes by so quick. Get out there and really enjoy it and embrace it and and have fun. Um, I did uh, add... Chelsea's songs to the podcast playlist uh, like I do for each of my guests and I'll put all the information in the show notes as normal. Uh, My podcast episodes are coming in a little bit slower um, than initial because I I am taking a little bit of time for myself. I took some time off of work and so um, I'm trying to really enjoy some time for myself and doing the things that I like to do while putting out these. So um, I, I know it's starting to get a little bit farther in between, um, in the summer. Uh, and that's just because I'm enjoying myself and life, but, um, I am working on getting some more great guests for you guys to enjoy. And I hope that everyone's doing great and enjoying summer, staying cool. I know it has been so hot here. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for tuning in and have the best week. Thank you.